we know there are not going to be the same number of students available at the top of the funnel. They're going to look different, they're going to behave different, and they're going to be in different geographic areas. So let we have to first start by, by making sure that the funnel at the top of the funnel is the right one. and welcome to this special episode of an Ingenious You Mini. Building and sustaining a healthy student enrollment is a critical priority for many colleges and universities today. And the challenge of building a robust admissions pipeline to grow and to shape enrollment has never been more important, nor more difficult, especially with all of the demographic changes underway and the shifts in going to college decision-making and behavior that has resulted from the pandemic. In this episode of An Ingenious You Mini, Baypath University Professor of Higher Education, Dr. Lauren Way, speaks with two highly seasoned enrollment professionals about their upcoming Leading Edge Thinking in Higher Education webinar. Ruffalo Noel Levitt's Executive Vice President of Client Success, Andrea Gilbert, and Vice President and Senior Consultant Enrollment, Ken Hoos, give us a sneak peek into their upcoming webinar scheduled for November 15th at 12 o'clock noon Eastern Time. During the webinar, they will share best practices when building a robust pipeline to engage students, growing and shaping enrollment, and increasing net revenue. Important takeaways include learning about new approaches, innovative strategies, and why investing in your brand and engagement has never been more critical. We've included links to Andrea and Ken's impressive bios in the show notes, and we encourage you to click on the registration link that you will also find in the show notes. All registrants receive a link to the recording after the webinar. For now, it is my pleasure to welcome Lauren, Andrea, and Ken to the Ingenious You community. Great. Thank you for the introduction, Melissa. I'm very excited to have today's guests in our recording studio, um, Andrea Gilbert and Ken Hoos. Hello, Andrea and Ken, and thank you for both for joining us today. Welcome. Hi, Lauren. Hey Great there. Thanks for having us. I'm curious in your experience, um, uh, either or both of you, why would you say student engagement is really the key to building a robust admissions pipeline? Yeah, there, the changes that we've seen over the last decade or two, honestly, I've been in enrollment for over two decades, you know, going on, on three, um, has been substantial. The students are different. I remember when I first started on campus here in Chicago, we would send one packet and keep our fingers crossed that the class would enroll. And you didn't really have to do a whole lot. And then over time, not only because technology has changed, but so have the students. And so it is so important to identify different ways that we can engage with students. And again, it doesn't matter if they're a traditional student coming in right out of high school, if they're the non-traditional student pursuing an undergrad degree or somebody going back for a graduate or terminal degree, um, it is important to engage and find those different channels. And we've got to use the data to determine what's best. It's not the same from institution to institution. A campus here in 
in Chicago and the way that they recruit students because of the diversity and the population density um, is very different than kind of rural America and kind of the exposure that they have to the recruitment process. So understanding the different channels through email, through direct mail, People say the phone is dead, but really it's not. It's just how we use the phone through phone calls and texting, um, the digital space. We all want our lives to be served up to us in the Amazon approach and in the, the Netflix approach. So we've got to be able to find ways to translate that to higher education. Higher ed tends to be a couple years behind the rest of the world. And so we're trying to help campuses kind of expedite the way that they're engaging with students and kind of fast forwarding to catch up on the technology side. I, I agree. I would, I would follow it up by talking maybe about watching engagement the other way as well. We, you know, Andrea's right. When we all started doing this, it was fill out an inquiry card. You know, students came to campus, they sort of presented themselves and it was easy to figure out who was engaging with us and which students were paying attention to us. And as technology has evolved, I think that has become harder and harder and harder. Students are much more able today to be secret shoppers. And we see for some institutions an increasing volume of first source applicants that you know, are, are outing themselves, if you will, at that stage of the funnel because they can, they can secret shop. And so I think um, you know, there's, there's great need to find ways to figure out who is engaging with us and, and use predictive modeling tools or uh, again, uh, online metrics to understand which students are paying attention to our content, which students are engaging with us in social platforms, which students are um, you know, visiting our websites um, you know, without, without necessarily filling out a, a card or an RFI form or, or visiting campus. These are, are really important points. Um, um, and, I, and, I've, and I've seen this ourselves in, in a lot of our classes. We, we discuss these issues in the Ruffalo No Levitt Certificate in Enrollment Management here at Baypath and um, majority of our students are, are working in the field already or have for years. So um, I'm curious, um, and this is another topic of conversation we often have, would you say that higher education student, uh, higher education institutions have been approaching pipeline building wrong and in, and in what ways have they been approaching it wrong? <laughs> Some things are done wrong, some things are done, done right, but until we test it and know for sure, it's hard to tell. And, you know, I think some campuses get a little impatient. Um, they try something and they say, oh, that's not working. But really oftentimes testing a strategy takes two or three cycles to really understand if it's working or not. So I think the definition of wrong is, is really, um, it, it's ever changing, honestly, um, because what might not work one year could kill it the next year. And so it's really important to understand, as Ken said, that data behind kind of where, where the pieces are building. And so, um, so I think there's, there's some important pieces at the top of the funnel. Do we have enough volume at the top of the funnel to get to the end goal? And that's something that has been challenging. Um, unfortunately, we see a lot of boards and, you know, decision makers, cabinet level make decisions to say, well, just go get 10% more or just go do X, get X number of dollars more, X number of students. And it really, we have to work backwards to make sure we've got the right population. And how are we going to identify them with the enrollment cliff that's coming 
we know there are not going to be the same number of students available at the top of the funnel. They're going to look different, they're going to behave different, and they're going to be in different geographic areas. So let we have to first start by, by making sure that the funnel at the top of the funnel is the right one. And it isn't always playing a volume game because that often just makes more work for the people who are working those students through the funnel. So, so I think that, you know, oftentimes people think it, it's, it's about that target at the end, but it's ensuring that we've got the, the, the students in the funnel stages leading up to it. Um, also with that engagement piece, as Ken was saying, that we, they used to present themselves and say, hey, I'm here for you, I'm visiting. We aren't seeing that behavior in a lot of students until they're much further down the funnel. And so all of that influences kind of how we work with the students. If they haven't presented, you know, an indication that they're interested, we may not think they are, but really they're doing all of their homework behind the scenes and then boom, they want to come and visit or they apply or they send in their tuition deposit. And so while sometimes it might be seen as, as building the pipeline wrong, mm -hmm. it's just how they're managing the stages and the steps along the way and ensuring that it's giving the individual campus ROI. Um, because in the end, the best thing that we can do is recruit the students for the institution that's right for them. We are doing students no favors if we are encouraging them to enroll in a campus that is not the right fit, because then that impacts retention. And in the end, we are looking for graduates of the institution. We're not looking for first year students or transfer students, because in the end, they will then become donors as well to the institution in the long run. Maybe, maybe the word wrong is wrong, maybe evolving. Evolving. Evolving, sure. especially with the yeah. change in students, the change in type of students, the change in yeah. uh, needs for how to recruit. And that is constantly evolving. Yeah. Can, yes. can, I mean, no year is the same. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. Right. I think, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I would say my, my take on that, uh, again, I'm not a big fan of the word wrong. I, I would use the word mistakes. You know, mistakes that we see campuses make a lot. Um, I think one of them is absolutely what Andrea touched on is patience. We, we very much live in a now society. And I think we all know that because we work with students and, and they're, they're further along in that continuum than we are, but so are our faculty and our presidents and our boards and others of, man, we need success now. And, and some of these things that we do, um, you know, we begin with juniors and sophomores and that takes some time to mature. And we have to make sure that those strategies mature themselves and come to full fruition. I would say the other mistake I think I see a lot of campuses make is a misalignment uh, throughout the funnel, that, that there are uh, many campuses that uh, attempt to adopt the sort of silver bullet strategy of, oh, I've got this thing that I can just bolt onto my recruitment process, and all of a sudden it's going to solve my problem. And in reality, that, that obviously doesn't exist. You know, we, we, um, we need to have alignment from when that when that student initially becomes engaged with the institution all the way through enrollment and frankly as andrew mentioned then all the way through to uh to graduation and and successful outcomes and successful alumni engagement as well so i think aligning um all strategies throughout the recruitment funnel is is key and important and it's something that i i don't think a lot of institutions really fully embrace um universally. 
And it probably really differs too um, with that misalignment with different student markets, different types of populations, you know, so recruiting online graduate students, you know, who are already working professionals versus recruiting your undergraduate population. So um, that's got a factor in as well, um, different target populations. Yeah, absolutely. And that's ever shifting as well. Yep. We've seen more um, more volume and numbers in that uh, non-traditional population than ever. Um, but many recruitment efforts are grounded in the traditional recruitment process. And so COVID has helped us, you know, in that evolution um, in, in recruiting more non-traditional students, but um, we need to catch up the rest of it. Budget planning, you know, the, the expectations from uh, classroom architecture and the structure of, of programs for night classes and things like that. So, yep, I think evolving is a good word for us to, to use for sure. I think before we go, Andrea and Ken, could you give us a high level overview of what attendees can expect to take away from your upcoming webinar session with us on November 15th? Sure, absolutely. I mean, I think that that engagement piece is going to be a large part of the conversation. Um, and engagement can be defined, as I said, very differently from cam from campus to campus and, and institution type and student recruitment type. Um, so we'll we'll talk about you know the importance of kind of that omni-channel approach in the communication plans that are being built. Um, we know that it's relevant and important to use institution resources wisely. So how can data be used to help identify the students that have that highest likelihood to move through the funnel? Um, and then hopefully giving some quick strategies that, that people can take back and think about and implement. There's always um, low-hanging fruit depending on the time of year. Right now, we are really focused on application generation and getting those volumes up for, for spring and fall enrollment. Um, but very quickly, attention needs to be turned to conversion and then of course yield. And so um, uh, thinking about engagement through the different stages of the funnel is important. It's not a set it and forget it. Um, so kind of considering, I'm gonna stick with that evolution world, word, the evolving um, you know, timeline of you know, the, the funnel development um, is something that people have to think closely about and strategize around. And of course, woven in there, some best practices. You know, and, and Andrew mentioned that of, of uh, as well as thinking about already, we, we are recruiting the fall of 23 class, but we, we need to be planning the field uh, or, you know, prepping the field at least for the fall 24 and even fall 25. And this is absolutely, um, you know, what we focus on in the RNL certificate um, here at Bay Path. Our students, we have the marketing and communications course where our students are re completely revising their communication strategies and communication plans. So um, I think that uh, students in that in that course are really going to want to tune in. So thank you both so much for your time today. Um, and thank you to our listening audience. Um, you're probably as intrigued as I am to hear more. So please click the link to register for our full webinar that is coming up on November 15th at 12 noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, um, where these RNL experts will help us to understand what we can do um, to really improve our, our, our systems. Um, so thank you for joining us today. And thank you, Andrea and Ken, so much for your time. Thanks That's for your time. Great. We look forward to seeing you in November. See everyone November 15th. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of An Ingenious You. 
This is Melissa Morris-Olson, your host. We are very excited about our season four conversations. I encourage you to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on a single episode. And if you like what you hear, be sure to rate us and let your friends and colleagues know so that they too can join the Ingenious You community. I invite you to visit our website for the Center for Higher Education, Leadership, and Innovative Practice at baypath.edu slash chelip, C-H-E-L-I-P, where you will find information about our monthly free Leading Edge Thinking and Higher Education webinars, as well as our just-launched YouTube channel, where you'll find full video interviews with our most highly rated conversations from previous seasons. And while on this site, you can subscribe so you don't miss out on the release of new content and upcoming webinars. That's all for now. Thanks so very much for listening. Thank you.